Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome to episode number 624 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And this week, I'm going to continue the series of uh, episodes where I'm giving you for free the core messages from the Free the Dream 2019 conference. If you have not listened to the two episodes prior to this, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episodes 621 and 622 before you listen to this episode. And uh, yeah, trust me, because it these Free the Dream 2019 messages are intended to go in a sequential order for the purpose of, of building upon what you've already learned in the prior sessions. That's exactly how it was designed at the Free the Dream Conference, which you can learn more about at freethedreamconference.com. But if you are just now tuning into this podcast for the very first time, welcome to episode 624. I would encourage you to, what did I say 621? I'm sorry. I meant to say 622 and 623. Those, the prior two episodes before this one are the two that you should listen to before you are about ready to hear what you're about ready to hear. Hey, real quickly here, I want to let you know that for those of you who are wondering what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on in the life of Cliff Ravenscraft, I'm still creating tons of that type of content. You can find out more about that over at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. If you're interested in learning what's going on behind the scenes over here, some exciting stuff's happening. For those of you who may have heard, uh, Stephanie and I once did a podcast for over a decade called Family from the Heart. It's now been relaunched. It was a pretty wild decision at the last moment to relaunch that podcast. You can check that out over at familyfromtheheart.com or look up Family from the Heart in your favorite podcast directory. And by the way, if you are finding incredible value in these free, free the dream 2019 sessions, I would ask you to consider, is there somebody in your life that you know that could benefit from hearing these talks? If so, I've made it super easy for you to share them. All you need to do is point them to a a specific podcast that I recently created. It's called the Free The Dream Podcast. If you just look in your favorite podcast app and just look for Free The Dream or Free The Dream Podcast, for whatever reason, I I submitted it under the name Free The Dream Podcast, and in iTunes and all the other podcast apps that would uh, do searches from the iTunes listings, I, I searched for Free The Dream, and it would not pull up. But if I searched for Cliff Ravenscraft, the Free The Dream Podcast would pull up, and if I searched for Free The Dream podcast, it would pull up. I recently decided to go in and take the word podcast off of there because my hope is that you'll be able to just search for free the dream in your podcast directory of choice and you'll be able to find it. But one way or another, I encourage you to go look for free the dream podcast 
And I'll tell you what, I'm going to go create a link right now. How about this? We're going to tell you, you can go to mindsetanswerman.com slash FTD podcast, and that will take you directly to the iTunes listing. How's that? mindsetanswerman.com slash FTD podcast. Send that link to your friends and they'll be able to go and listen to these episodes of the Free the Dream content, the core message. No marketing, no email address required, no other content like this in front of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. They're uniquely created just for that podcast. It's just there for people to benefit. It's not a marketing ploy. It's not anything other than just me wanting to put that content out there in the easiest form possible in an evergreen format where I hope that within the next 10 years, maybe 50, 100,000 people will have gone in and listened to the episodes in the Free the Dream podcast. All right, without any further ado, here is the next episode in the series from the Free the Dream 2019 conference. This is where you're gonna hear from me once again. This was the second talk that I gave at Free the Dream 2019. It's all about telling you, it's, it's focused on telling you about the six basic human needs that we all have and the four types of behavior that that categorize the, the type of stuff that we either don't wanna do or do wanna do. It'll all make sense when you just listen to it right here, right now. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you. Why we do what we do. Wait, wait a second, didn't I already cover that? Didn't I say this morning that all human behavior is belief-driven? But it's important to understand what are our beliefs driving us to. And in this session, I want to talk to you about our behaviors, the behaviors, the actions that we take. So we talked about beliefs this morning, and now I want to talk about behaviors. What are we driving towards? Why do we do the things that we do? How, what do we believe these things are going to do for us? And regardless of who we are, we are all driven to meet six human needs. See, we have these basic fundamental human needs. It doesn't matter what background you come from, where you grew up, whether you're rich or poor, whether your mom and dad was rich and poor. It doesn't matter if you were born on an island or now you live on a farm. It doesn't matter what country you're from. Every single person in this room, you are driven to meet six basic fundamental human needs. And the first four you must meet. The second two will just add to a better life. We're gonna talk about each of these. The first need is the need for certainty. You see, we all have a need to be certain that we can be more comfortable in life. We need to be certain that we can avoid pain and gain pleasure. Be between this morning's talk and this talk right here, I had this need. I was driven to try to say, oh my gosh, I wonder what stories am I going to tell? Maybe I should actually change the story that I told last time. And, and I, I really should come up with the stories that I'm going to give an example, an example so that I'm just not going to get up there and like freeze. So the behavior was, I need to furiously come up with a story. 
And you know what? That, was, that behavior, that feeling of need, is a need for certainty that when I get up on stage, I'm comfortable knowing exactly what I'm going to say to each and every one of you. That's what was driving that desire. Guess what, though? What I just told you, I didn't come up with it before I even walked on the stage. I just came up with it off the top of my head just now because our second human need is a need for uncertainty or a little variety in life. So we all have this need to know that we can be comfortable, but if we become too comfortable in life, we get bored. Things become monotonous for us. And so for me, I'm like, you know what? I, I give a lot of this talk over and over again, these talks over and over again, whether it be through one-on-one coaching, through mastermind group, hot seats. Uh, I've been on various stages. And the reality is, is if I say the same thing over and over again, it's not necessarily that you guys get bored, but I get bored saying it. And if I, I know this, if I get bored saying what I want to say, I'm not going to be able to keep the energy up in this room. And so I come out here, and the fact is, is that I could fail. I could fall down flat on my face, and I could say, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to say for this slide. And that gets me a little excited, the fact that I could get up here and fail right in front of each and every one of you. And that uncertainty and variety makes me come alive. And so the fact that even though I felt the, the need of certainty was causing me to sit down. It's like, oh, I wonder if I should tell a story, come up with a story. That was the behavior that was driving me to do that. And I missed, unfortunately, the first 15 minutes of Tracy's talk. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know what? The second one's uncertainty and variety. Let me just go out and listen to Tracy. Let me go out and listen to what PJ has to say and just trust that come up with what I need to say. And it gives me that variety. It gives me that uncertainty. And that is a human need that I have. It's a human need each and every one of you has as well. Our third need is a need for significance. Every one of us here has this need to feel like we're important, that we matter, that there's some purpose to our life. You know, for me, I think about some of the behaviors in my life that cause me to, uh, that, that, that I can attribute to my need for significance. One of them was I wanted to be a head pastor of a church. Remember that story from early this morning? Why would I want to be that? Part of it is my need for significance. I mean, couldn't I devote my life to a, to a full-time ministry of serving people and just be a, a random lay leader in the, in the church? Couldn't I do that? What about becoming a life insurance salesman? One thing I didn't tell you in this story this morning, but uh, I was driven, not just by serving people, but quite frankly, I was, I, I've always had this uh, nature where I've, I've been driven to hit financial goals. I like chasing after money. Wow, did I just say that out loud? I did, I like to chase after money, I do. Why? Because it it, it brings me a source of significance. I like to say I've been able to achieve what most people don't. 
I love that. I love the fact, matter of fact, I'll just tell you for, because it will sen- it'll give me a sense of significance if I tell you what I've achieved in that pursuit in the past. You see, when I told you I, I sold life insurance, I told you I had a 15, 20, I had, I had people lined up the door to buy life insurance from me because they had heard what was going on. And what I didn't tell you this morning, which I'll tell you now, is that out of Grange Life Insurance, they had 14,000 insurance agents that represented them. And I was in the top 10 out of 14,000 insurance agents. Then there was auto owners insurance, had 48,000 life insurance agents that represented them. I was in the top 50 out of 48,000. By the way, this was the same year. Now I feel significant. You know, and the cool thing is if you want to know how really how significant I feel, the fact is, is I made all of the, I made the top 10 and the top 50 by selling term life insurance premiums very, very low. Like I said, you can get a million dollar policy for like 45 bucks a month. All right. Whereas all the other people in the top 10, all the other people in the top 50, they all sold permanent life insurance. And quite frankly, the premiums are so high there that I might, I might have sold 350 policies and they're in, above me in the top 10 because they sold seven that year. So if that tells you how much I was driven, I was driven. It's, it's, it's like, man, I love the fact that I can feel a source of a significance. I've accomplished something that most people don't accomplish and that makes me feel good about myself. If you think about some of the behaviors that you have, they're they're being, you're being driven by that sense that I need to feel important. I need to feel that I matter. I, I need to feel that there's something special about me. Need number four is connection and love. Connection and or love. Sometimes we avoid love and we'll settle for connection. But there's one thing I can tell you is that we all have a need to be connected to, to feel a sense of community with other people. And one of the things that I can tell you is that people join uh, the gym. And one of the reasons why they join the gym, even though they have a bunch of equipment at home maybe, is because they like to go and they not, like to be connected with other people. They like to be a part of a tribe. There's some of you are here and you didn't come alone because you like to be connected with other people. Some of you are here and one of your greatest desires, I just talked to a married couple that's here and one of their greatest desires is to walk away from this event with a few connections, all right? A few more additional relationships that are gonna add value to your life. And these four needs, every single one of us, every behavior, every action that you're taking or every action you refuse to take, it's all based upon what you believe about how those actions are going to help you meet these four needs. Now, the thing is, is the next two needs, everybody in this room is doing things to meet these four needs. Not everyone, well, okay, maybe everyone in this room is, but not everyone really gets down to a life where they meet the, the final two of the six human needs. They are what Tony Robbins described as the spiritual needs. It's who we were created to be. It really taps into the, the essence of who you are, and it's really what's necessary to live a fulfilled life. 
You can have all the certainty in the world when it comes to financial success, but we all know people who have millions and millions of dollars over here, but they don't live a fulfilled life. And we know people who have all sorts of variety in their life. They, they've got something new that's happening every single day. No day's the same, but at the same time, they just have no fulfillment. There's a lot of people who have reached great lengths of achievement and the significant and the number of letters that they trail behind their names gives them all sorts of significance, but yet at the end of the day, they might still feel unfulfilled. You may be connected to lots of people. And I can tell you right now, I've, I've experienced this in my past, where I've had an audience of hundreds of thousands of people. I can receive tons and tons of emails, hundreds of emails every single week, and still feel unfulfilled. And that's why we need to get into need number five, which is our need for growth. This need for personal growth, professional growth, to feel like, man, there's something more inside of me. There's more potential that I was created to do. You know, there, we all have so much power within us to create. Uh, I know not everybody shares my faith. If you haven't figured it out, I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not ever judgmental of anybody who doesn't have my faith. But one of the things that I believe strongly is that we were created and one of the other things I believe strongly, and these are thoughts that I feel are certain are true, is that we were created in the image of a creator. And if we were created in the image of the creator, being that image, we are creators of our own. And we have the ability to create anything that we think about. And to learn how to fully discover and uncover our power to create, we need to grow. We need to learn. In fact, I know each of you here are very much interested in growth, meeting your need for growth, and that's why you're here. It's one of the reasons why you had the behavior of buying a ticket to this event and traveling here this weekend. You have a desire to grow. And then the sixth human need is the desire for contribution. There is really nothing more, I believe, that leads to a fulfilling life than to know that I can take what I've learned and I can go and create something in the world that leaves this world a better place than when I, before I arrived. That's something that really, if you really want to understand where can I get fulfillment from, it is from spending a lot more time growing, learning more about who we are, what our identity is, discovering our identity, our superpowers, our gifts, our talents, honing them, learning new skills, all of this so that we can go into the world and do what we were meant to do, which is to create, to contribute, to add value to those around us. All right, so these are the six human needs. However, here's what I want to tell you is when it comes to behaviors, there are many different ways that we can get these needs met. We find positive behaviors that we are a part of, and we find negative behaviors that we, and actions in our life to get to these needs. 
No matter what though, whatever need you desire to fill in your own life, find a way to meet that need in someone else. One of my favorite things that, I just had a conversation recently with somebody, it's like, yeah, I never mow my lawn anymore. It's like, it's, it's great. I got this guy that comes and mows my lawn. It frees me up to do the things that I most uh, want to do. And it's, you know, it's just an extra hour in my week, every week during the summer and the fall and spring and all this stuff. It's, it's great. And I'm like, that's awesome. Have you ever thought about how much value you're bringing to that person? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, have you ever thought about the fact that every week, I assume you pay the guy, right? <laughs> Assuming you pay the guy, every week you pay that guy, that guy is more wealthy as a result of it. And he's like, oh, I never really thought about it that way. And it's interesting because in the person I was talking to wants to continue to grow in the profession of coaching. And so I know exactly how this person feels every single time he lands a new client. And when you land a new client, you're like, yes! Every week you choose not to mow your own lawn. It's like that guy who's mowing your lawn says, yes, I have more certainty in my life because of the clients that I mow lawns for that I'll be able to provide for my family and put braces on my children's teeth or whatever the case may be. So whatever need or desire you have to fill in your life, find somebody else who has that need at a much higher level and contribute to them. And what you'll find is when you begin to put your focus on serving others, you'll be surprised how many people go out of their way to, to fulfill your needs as well. So we all have a need for certainty. And one of the ways that we, some of the behaviors that we can do to get certainty, I'm trying to think of a positive behavior. One of them is working you know, going out, getting a job or creating a business with products and services. And then yes, asking people for the sale. You know, these are all valuable things. These are all healthy things. And doing these actions, creating products or services or going and doing a job where you get a paycheck, this helps increase your likelihood of having financial security. And so this is a great behavior to have, to go and do work. All right. What about drug abuse? Drug abuse, somebody who misuses uh, substances that, quite frankly, are not good for them, and, and, and they are addicted to this behavior, and, and it's, it's destroying their life. Why would they do that? Well, if you look at why most people get into drugs, it's because what they believe it will do for them. And drugs, well, many of them will make you feel certain that you can be comfortable, these are negative aspects of going and meeting that need of certainty. The need of variety. There's all kinds of things that you can do that are great for getting variety in your life. Number one, you could subscribe to Netflix and watch a variety of different television shows. All right. You could uh, go to an event and meet lots of new people. That's a great activity. That's a great behavior of variety. Brings new people, new interactions into your life. I could go out and start a fight with somebody. And the reality is, I don't know if I'm going to win or lose, but the one thing I can tell you is there's lots of variety, a lot of uncertainty about how this is going to happen. And so just go up and punch somebody and it'll bring a little bit of variety to your life. All right? So there's, and this, what you can do is you could go through and evaluate each of the six human needs and evaluate each behavior each behavior, the things that you know that you want to do, but you've struggled to do, 
and the things that you are doing that you've struggled to stop doing. First, I want you to each to think for just a moment. Think about one behavior that you know you need to put an end to. And I want you to write it down. And now I want you to think about this. For just a moment, look at that, what you've written down, and ask yourself, does this behavior in some way help me feel more certain about something in my life? If it does, just put right next to it or below it, write down certainty. Next, I want you to look at that behavior that you know that you need to put an end to and ask yourself, does this behavior bring a little bit of spice to my life? Does it give me a little sense of variety, some uncertainty? Does this bring a little bit, does this, this, this chase away the boredom in any way of life? Does it in any way give you a sense of significance? One thing that I, I know is a big thing for some people is negative self-talk. You know, it's like, oh, I'm horrible. I, I, I can't do anything right and, and stuff like this. And you'd be crazy. It, it's crazy to think about how could negative self-talk lead to certainty? Well, the one thing is, is that by talking yourself down all the time means that you're more certain that you're not going to fail to live up to other people's expectations or your own. So if you keep putting yourself down, it's like saying, hey, I'm setting the bar low. You know, I already know I suck. So if I do anything above sucking, then it's okay. I have more certain that I'm going to be comfortable. All right? So maybe I come out here and it's like, man, I'm such a terrible speaker. I didn't do too bad. I only missed one slide. But the thing is, negative self-talk could lead to fulfilling your need for certainty. Let's go to significance. Negative self-talk. This is how, how can negative self-talk lead to a sense of significance? Well, you know what? You think that's bad. I am the worst at this. I mean, you think you were off key. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm that bad. You think you're bad. You should have seen how badly I failed at this. Nobody's worse. You know, you think you're sick? Oh, you are not as sick as I am. I, so there's that need for significance that's being met. What about connection and love? You know, somebody goes out and let's just say they go and rob a bank. All right, they go and they walk up to a teller, hold a gun up and say, give me all your money. All right, is there some variety there? Yeah, there, it's uncertain how this one's gonna play out. They might have a plan, but there's some, certainty, there's some uncertainty there. Is there uh, significance? Somebody who has a gun is automatically going to be more significant than anybody else in this room. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. Is there connection? Oh, yeah. There's not a single person who isn't connected to what that person's got going on. Does the behavior, the negative behavior that you want to put an end to, does it give you a sense of connection to other people? Any behavior that meets three or more of your six human needs at a high level is what we call an addiction. This, my friends, is why it's difficult for you to break up with that bad behavior. Now tonight, I'm going to do a session that will teach you step-by-step step how to break that habit, how to actually find a behavior to replace it. In fact, now I wanna to talk to you about four different classes of behaviors. The first class is class four. This is a behavior that does not feel good. 
it is a behavior that is not good for you. It does not, it's not good for others, and it does not serve the greater good. An example of a class four behavior is negative self-talk. It doesn't feel good when you talk bad about yourself. You know, it, you know how much it's holding you back, and it just makes you feel all these negative emotions. It's not good for you. It's not good for those around you, and it doesn't serve the greater good. It holds you back from growth and contribution. So that's a class four behavior. We should all avoid class four behaviors, all right? If you happen to have a class four behavior, now you know why you're driven to do that behavior, because it's meeting those needs, those six human needs. A class three behavior, by the way, is one that feels good, but it's not good for you, it's not good for others, and it does not serve the greater good. Drug abuse would be one of these. There are many drugs that, quite frankly, they feel good. They make you feel awesome. They're not good for you, they're not good for others, and they do not allow you to contribute to the greater good of the people around you. That is a class three behavior. No matter how great it feels, it should be our objective to get rid of all class three behaviors. All right, so if you can avoid and get rid of every class three and class four behavior in your life, your life will never be the same. It'll be so incredibly awesome if you could get rid of them. Here's the two behaviors that we want to start moving towards. Class two behavior. This is one that you don't like doing it. Matter of fact, you might even hate it. It doesn't feel good, but it's good for you. It's good for others and it serves the greater good. Class two behavior. By the way, what's an example of a class two behavior? For me, long time ago, a class two behavior would be going to the gym, working out consistently. You know, it's like, ah, oh, man, I hate going to the gym. Anybody ever have that feeling before? Yeah? Okay, so I wasn't the only one. Great. Interestingly enough, though, we go to class one behavior, and it's just like a class two behavior. It's good for you, it's good for others, and it serves the greater good. The only thing that's different is that you enjoy it. You love it. It's awesome. And by the way, today, a class one behavior for me is going to the gym and working out. I absolutely love it. And one thing I want to tell you is that you can change any class two behavior into a class one behavior by simply changing your perception of that behavior and the procedures in which you do it. And in fact, again, that's what we're going to talk about this evening. Any thought, feeling, or behavior that meets three or more needs at a high level will become an addiction. I want to tell you about a story of a friend of mine. He says, Cliff, I, I'm really struggling. I, I desperately want to write this book. And I'm like, okay, so write the book. He's like, well, I can't. I, it's like, I absolutely hate writing. I'm like, what do you mean you hate writing? You, but you have a desire to write a book, but you hate writing. Why, so why just don't write the book? Sounds pretty easy to me. No, Cliff, I have to have the book. I said, well, let's talk about this. And, and I'm going to share with you in my next session, it'll be the final session today, about, it's called uh, Creating Change That Lasts. And I'll tell you how I did this, but what happened was I got onto the phone 
with him. Actually, we did a Zoom call and I said, let me tell you something. Is there, or let me ask you something. Is there ever a time in your life that you once hated to do something, but you learned to love it? You go, oh, instantly, running. I love running. And I'm like, but, but you used to hate it? He said, yeah. I said, well, tell me about why you used to hate it. Well, you know, it hurt my knees and it hurt my, my hips and all this other stuff. And besides that, it's just like, I just didn't have time and all these other things. And I'm like, how did you come to, lo-? I mean, you love it today. That's what you're telling me. You love it today. Yeah. Oh, well, everything changed for me when I took this course that taught me a different form on how to run. I'm like, wait a second. This is the change of the procedure. Before, he was just like flat-footed doing this. You do that for two or three miles, and yeah, it's going to be painful. And so he learned how to smoothly glide through the air, and after, you know, 26.2 miles, it's no problem for him to just say, ah, that was awesome, and then go on with the rest of his day. It's like everything changed for him when he learned a new method, a new form for how to do it in a way that was less painful. I sit there, I said, okay, that's awesome. Okay, was there anything else that changed for you? He goes, yeah. It's like, man, I realized that um, I had made a commitment that I was going to run every single day without fail. Interesting. And I said, why did you do that? He goes, well, I just, I, you know, some other people had done it and I said I would do it. And then once I started doing it, I, I just, I, I made that commitment. And it was all fine and, until one day it was pouring down raining and I was at a hotel and there was no place to run except for outside on these sidewalks. But it was a, it was a nasty, cold, dreary day and it was raining. And I went out and did it anyway. And I'm like, how did it make you feel? Dude, it was awesome. I said, let me ask you this what did you do after that run? He goes, well, I immediately shared on social media what I did and all these other things. And I'm like, hmm. During this call, I talked to him about the six human needs. And I talked to him about why it is he felt compelled to run and what it would do for him, how it would actually meet a need for certainty and that that would actually allow him to have better physical health, which is something that came out in our conversation talked to him about the variety. I said, why running instead of going to the gym or doing uh, polo or whatever other exercise you could do? Because I love the variety of running because I can always run a different way. Uh, There is the significance. The reason why he posted on social media is because, man, I I did something today most people would have given up on. And I feel sort of a sense of significance from that. And it's like, man, these things are driving you. And when you understand why your behaviors, why you're driven to do certain things, it's like, hmm, I wonder if I can actually turn this power to good. And so I sit there, I said, let me ask you this. Writing this book, why do you want to do it? Would it help you in any way feel more certain about anything? Well, yeah, I'd have the certainty that I would have more income coming in on a recurring revenue. I, I, the, I, have, I would feel more certain about the number of people who would be brought into my uh, community through the, the information. So I already have a vision in my head of being listed. And when people sor- search for the research topic of what my book is about, they're going to discover me through this book. So it gives me that sense of, of certainty that I'm going to have a new continual stream 
of, of new people into my community. Before, I've, so far, I'm relying solely on my podcast and some social media. So this will be, give me the certainty. It's like awesome. So we got certainty there. Is there any variety here? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. It's, it's different because, you know, I don't always write and, and, it, and it brings something new. There are new challenges that come with it. Awesome. Would it be, is there any sort of significance that's tied to this? And I asked him to think about how this would help him meet his need of significance. And he's like, yeah, well, I have a dream of, of being like the number one in my resource area. And, and, and that's why, I'm, how many people here, do you know somebody that's written a book and every, everybody that, it seems like in my circles anyway, everybody that's writing a book is like, yeah, I hit the number one, I'm in the top five or the top one in this category in Amazon or, you know, and anybody who's ever sold a New York Times bestseller, they have to actually promote it. And, and it always, and, and I love when, by the way, I love when my friends tell me what they've achieved and I celebrate it with them. But I'm blown away by the tel- number of people that's like, man, I'm so excited. This book has been out for the last three weeks but it didn't make the New York Times bestseller list. It didn't hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's like they're, they're talking about all these things it didn't do. And the reason why is so many people, what's driven them to write the book is that they want a sense of significance. And, and it's like they feel like, man, I didn't get as much significance as I hoped to get out of this book. But it, for this friend of mine, I said, will this bring some significance to your life? And in what way, what, what would you need to achieve? What status would you need to achieve to receive significance? He goes, actually, I'm, I'm fine with, with the significance of somebody saying, you know what, I've been searching for content on this uh, material, on this topic for years, and this is the first time anybody's ever spoke with me rather than at me in a book. Matter of fact, this person, he actually has a, uh, entire brand that helps people break away from porn addiction. And he's like, man, that, he's like, listen, there's nobody out there that has a book on this topic that doesn't come down as a, I'm preaching at you and why you need to stop. Instead, this is going to be the first resource on this topic that says, hey, I've been there, I'm with you, and let, here's what we can learn together from this. He's like, man, that would give me a level of significance. And I sit there and said, what about connection? What does provide you connection? He goes, see, that's the thing. I happen to know there are audio. What, where's Chris Nelson? Chris Nelson, raise your hand. Chris Nelson says there's audio learners. What, is that, what do they call them? Audio, visual, and kinetic. So we, I learned this yesterday. I, well, I heard it before, but I was reminded of this yesterday. And, and my friend, he's like, listen, I know there are audio le- learners out there, but there are people who are visual and they need to see things. And there are connected people that need to hold things. And so I want to have a printed book that people can s- read. Right now, all I have is my voice that goes out into the ether and, it does, and people don't see it or feel it. And this would give me that. So it would give me connection to an entire group of people that it wouldn't before. And so just asking him all of these things about helping him discover how actually writing the book would help him meet more than three of his needs. And then I sit there and said, how would writing this book help you grow? Now, this man is a coach, and I happen to know that he's a coach, and I know how important it is for him to serve his clients well. He said, do you have clients that you ever work with that struggle to do something that they don't want to do? Like, yeah. What would it mean if you grew through this and you started to do on a daily basis something that you have been failing to do daily for the last several months of your life? 
In what way would growing in this area help you contribute as a coach and be a better leader and, and mentor to those people? That man has never missed a day of writing the first hour of every day since we had that conversation four and a half months ago. And his book is now being reviewed by his editor. I share all of this just to say that if you want to break free from the behaviors that are holding you back, I encourage you to evaluate these six human needs. Certainty, uncertainty slash variety, connection slash love, significance, growth and contribution. If it's meeting any of those needs or those three or more of those needs at a high level, what you have is an addiction that needs to break. But the one thing I can tell you is if you're going to pull a behavior out of your life, those are needs that have been met for quite some time consistently, and they're easy to go back to to get those needs met. And if you pull that behavior out of your life, you are going to need to go get those needs met in a more powerful way. And then tonight, we're going to teach you how to do it. Thank you very much. Mindset and Samantha.